We're watching films on the toilet Cause that's what dads have to do When the movie's unsuitable for your kids Then pretend you need a number two If you need a break from your family or spouse There's a lavatorial picture house Watch Terminator 2 while you're sitting on the loo Enjoy the whole of Rambo 4 with your trousers on the floor We're watching films on the toilet How about you? Hey man. I feel like your ego is writing checks that your body can't cash. Oh yeah? What makes you say that? It's just your general demeanour. Welcome to Watching Films on the Toilet. In case you hadn't gathered, today we're going to be talking about Top Gun Maverick. Might as well say we're, we're both pretty pumped, aren't we? Absolutely jacked for this conversation. Let's just get out there. Usually we don't tell each other how we felt about the movie, do we? No, we keep our powder dry. But this time, I phoned you after I'd seen it at the cinema and you said... What did you think? And I said, oh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I just had to tell you. Yeah. And we both agreed yeah. on the same thing. So you'll find out what we thought later. No no spoilers there. Very good. No spoilers, huh? They'll never know. Huh? Yeah, so you've listened to the theme tune. You know what the podcast is about. Yeah. So let's go straight into correspondence, Ben. You know what, Eamon? I feel the need. The need for what? Oh, God's sake. For brevity? Brevity. <laughs> I feel the need. The need for brevity. Yeah. Another classic quote. Okay. Hello. Uh, it's an email, by the way. Uh, I listened with great interest last week to the story with the headline, Beast of Bogmin, about mm. a Brazilian boy who found a puma in the toilet. For you see, I am the Beast of Bogmin more. <gasps> no way. For those of your listeners not from the Southwest or not interested in fictional animals, I am a puma, <laughs> leopard or jaguar, depending on who you speak to, who definitely lives on Bogmin more and am definitely real. I'm sad to say it didn't surprise me in the least that a puma was caught in the toilet because it's a well-known fact that mid-sized members of the cat family are complete perverts. <laughs> Each animal species has its own cost to bear. Koalas get mm. chlamydia, guinea pigs are clinically lame, and inbreeding in Dalmatians has turned them into f***ing numpties. <laughs> For mid-sized cats, it's being total degenerates. I don't know what it is, but we can't help ourselves. Every night you'll see pumas and the like on the prowl around human toilets often disguised as wild dogs or ocelots to throw people off the scent. If you offered a puma a big juicy steak or the chance to watch a woman taking a big shit, nine times out of ten, they'll watch the shitting woman. <laughs> it's one of the great shames of oh, our God. species, but I'm glad you shined a light on it, painful as it may be. Kind regards, the Beast of Bodmin Moor. Oh, oh. Wow, what a, what a revelation there yeah. from, from the beast. And it turns out that all the big cats are... Uh, the perps. Or oh, the mid-sized cats, he said. He went out of his way to say mid-sized cats. I'm thinking maybe he's just not throwing himself under the bus with the bigger cats there. Do you know what I mean? They're probably the worst of all. I went to um, Sparkwell Zoo near Plymouth recently. Very nice. Massive tiger there. Definitely eyeing up my wife. There was a, in an early draft of the tiger yeah. that came to tea, there was a whole section where uh, it tried on the mum's bra. <laughs> oh, I like that. Okay, cool. Well, we've, we've, we've had another letter, a brief one this week, since Thank God. last week you said that the, the letters that I receive are too long. They're really Family, long, so aren't they? Just tried to, well, I, I haven't tried, I've just received mm. a, a fairly a bit more letter, judicious so. with your editorialising, I hope. Let's see how this goes. Yeah. In the last episode, we talked about Terminator Dark Fate, and we mentioned that Gabriel Luna, who played the Rev-9, uh, was, was very normal in his depiction of the killer cyborg. And he's written in. Um, so 
So let's hear what he has to say. Dear watching films on the toilet. Gabriel Luna here. Hope you guys are well. I just wanted to address a few things you mentioned about my acting on the last episode of your podcast. No big deal. Just wanted to clear a few things up, if that's okay. I'll be honest with you. I received a lot of mixed messages on set while we were shooting, which may explain my uneven performance. The director, Tim Miller, told me, Be like a robot Deadpool. Make some jokes. Have fun with it. It's not like it's the end of the world. Be like Ryan Reynolds. Kind of breezy. Like you don't care about anything. Really lower the stakes. (laughs) Then on the other hand, I had producer James Cameron telling me, You're a killer. A killer of people and animals. Remember when the T-1000 killed a dog? Remember that? That's you all the time. You kill dogs. You are a dog killer. The next day I came to set and found dog killer written on the back of my chair. It was weird. So yeah, no hard feelings. Hope that explains a few things. And best of luck with the future of your podcast. Yours sincerely, Gabriel Luna. Hey, he seems really nice. He's so nice, isn't he? He seems really nice, that guy. Really nice guy. I yeah. feel really bad for laying into him now. I know. Well, it does make sense, the, the conflicting messages. Yeah. I mean, you've you got Tim Miller in one ear, you've got James Cameron in the other. Who are you going to sway towards? Who's more likely to kill you? Or your dog. <laughs> or your dog. Or your nephew. Yeah. Exactly. Who's more likely to kill and eat your dog? <laughs> I think we know the answer to that, don't we? Good. Good, good, good. Well, okay. we are on fire. Eamon. Hello. You any toilet news for us? I have. Villagers are in stinking row over a scarecrow of the Queen sitting on the toilet. Oh, what a Jubilee, a Jubilee special. So, <laughs> is that what she calls it now when she goes to the toilet? <laughs> yeah. You say. Do you see that? Uh, do you see the, the, the thing about the Queen, the Paddington skit that she did? Yeah, it was very sweet. It was quite sweet. sweet, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. Yeah, what, uh, and she kept a jam, uh, jam sandwich, didn't she? In her Mar- marmalade sandwich. Mar- yeah. Marmalade, sorry, yes, marmalade mm. sandwich. What, yeah. I mean, it's not what she usually keeps in her handbag, is it? No, no. Uh, what, what does she usually keep in her handbag? It's a Colt 45. <laughs> <laughs> one of those really big handguns. It's not quite a magnum, but it's like one down. For dealing with bears in Buckingham Palace. Yeah, the, the groundskeepers will every month release like a South, uh, South American sun bear, and she'll stalk it and uh, then shoot it down with a Colt 45. <laughs> well, that was, there was a lot of tension on set because they weren't sure about whether she'd pull out her gun or her marmalade sandwich. Is she going to shoot the bear again? Well, did you not see the, um, the post-watershed version? <laughs> she shoot him in the face. Yeah, and it's not bits of eclair that land on the butler's face. It's Paddington's <laughs> brain. He goes, ooh. Uh, what do you think about a scarecrow of a queen on the toilet? Offensive in your eyes? Is it to scare people away from the toilet? Because that would work. Do you, what, do you think it's like an actual toilet that the, the farmer wants to keep to himself and to stop yep. people from using it? He's, yeah. <laughs> he's made in it a, like an effigy of the queen using That's it. That's what a scarecrow's for. Oh, I'm desperate for the toilet. Oh, hang on, Your Majesty's on it. I better find another one. <laughs> yeah. All right, Your Majesty. Cheers. Good. Right. Okay. <laughs> do one more um if you want this one i like because it's less about the story and more about the experts that they they get sound bites from so the title is this huge rats are swimming up toilet pipes and into people's homes what i love about this is they they keep on getting all these sound bites from pest controllers who are trying to big up this issue like as Mm. massive as they can to make it sound really terrifying they do a pretty good job (laughs) 
So the one guy, the boss of Pets Be Gone, told Leicestershire Live, I've had more call-outs than ever from homeowners who have heard a noise, looked down to their toilet, only to find a giant rat. A giant rat. This is the best one. Pest control specialist Ian Helands added, no one is safe. <laughs> Rats are excellent swimmers with bendy bones and can squeeze into the smallest of spaces. They can yeah. hold their breath for three minutes tread water for three days and they're coming up waste pipes you know they're cunning and getting bolder and bolder basically if they want to get into your home they will he added people are scared and they should be (laughs) there are more rats than ever and they are taking over what they're doing a brilliant bit of pr there for that for the company it's just like how can we find make this problem sound as scary as, as possible and then, listen, he's, he's laid the groundwork. And then he says, there are ways of pest-proofing your home. Ah, there oh. it is. He's a brilliant salesman. He's just a great salesman. He's a great salesman. He says, I bet he's, he's down the pub. He's, everyone's having a nice time. It's like, you know what's been in that beer barrel? Rats. Not being funny, Darren, but I heard the other day that a giant rat swam up your bathroom and ended up sleeping with your wife. <laughs> He was treading water for three days until you left the house. Then he came up and he b***ed your wife. Yeah, for another three days. He b***ed your wife for three days. Remember that time you got uh, passed over for that promotion? It's a giant rat. He got in there. He was undermining you to the boss. Guess what? Got your job, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And that's that the, all the toilet rats. news, though. Rats. Wow, a stack, whole stacko toilet news. Mm. Stacko. All right, yeah. well, on to this week's movie. Top Gun. Maverick. Mm. You like that airplane noise? It's fine. Do you want it again? Okay. Oh, yeah, it's good that time. Yeah, better. Much better. Where'd you see it, Eamon? Where'd you see it? Oh, I went to the pictures. Yeah, same. And what have you had a drink for me this week so I can summarise the film, Eamon? in the time in which it takes you to do the wee that the drink caused. Oof. There's a roundabout way of explaining that. We got there in the end, didn't we? Yeah, got there. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't exactly maverick, was I? Not very good. Um, so, you know, this film's everything's about speed, isn't it? Being fast. Yeah. Yeah. I did, uh, I did a yard of ale. Oh, how quickly? Uh, eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so you... Did you do like the pipe or did you just sip it? I just, yeah, it was a delicious beer. And I actually ended up saying to, to the barman and, and everyone else around, I was like, this is too good to, to chuck down. I'm going to enjoy mm. this. Did he serve it to you in a yard glass? How does that work? Yeah, so you've not seen him. It's like... Uh, is it like those big bottles of water that people carry around? But beer? Yeah. I like that idea. Uh, excuse me, barkeep. Can you give me uh, enough alcohol to last me the entire night all in one go? <laughs> And uh, Ooh, you, won't, be nice. you won't see me again. That would be great, actually. Because imagine how handy that would be. be. Pretty good. Mm. I, I have a feeling, though, that people might drink it all quite quickly and then go back for more. Well, more fool them. How long have I got? Two minutes. <laughs> okay, good. All right, let's go. Okay, all right. Three, two, one, go. So, 36 years after the events of Top Gun, Captain Pete Maverick Mitchell has successfully managed to avoid climbing the ranks of the Navy so he can keep flying ridiculously fast planes. After destroying a really expensive hypersonic jet, Maverick is sent back to Top Gun under the request of his pal Iceman to get a bunch of pilots ready for a near-impossible mission. (coughs) 
in which they are to bomb an unsanctioned uranium enrichment plant. He meets an old flame, Penny, and finds out that one of his students is Rooster, the son of Maverick's dead best friend, Goose. Turns out Maverick tried to keep Rooster out of the Naval Academy because his mum didn't want him to fly, and he's not happy about that. After butting heads with his superiors and pushing his recruits to their limits, Maverick chooses a team to go on the bombing mission, which is surprisingly successful until he sacrifices himself to save Rooster from a missile strike. Against orders, Rooster rescues Maverick, they steal an F-14 and take out a bunch of far superior stealth jets. Because it's not about the plane, it's about the pilot. They make it back to the aircraft carrier and Rooster forgives Maverick for killing his dad. The end. <laughs> okay, that was one minute, eight seconds. Ah, I feel the need for speed. Yeah, very good. So, Top Gun Maverick. The first Top Gun was criticised for the stuff on the ground. Mm-hmm. So it was Tony Scott did a great job of um, flight sequences, but it was said that the, the drama was not really up to scratch, paper thin. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did you feel about the, the ground stuff in Top Gun Maverick? I think it was a phrase sensible decision introducing goose's son i think that sort of yes. they created automatic tension there so that's a smart play mm. um i do like miles teller he's a lad isn't he, he is yeah a lad. so that bit was good i think the whole romantic uh, subplot was was totally unnecessary with him and an acceptable looking middle-aged woman <laughs> what do you what do you mean by that Eamon? so obviously kelly mcgillis was the the star of the the first one? She was, and the producers decided not to not to have her back because she's she looks quite old. She looks like a like an an old woman now, which is what she is. She was older than Tom in the first one, wasn't she? Yeah. So she'd be. I mean, Tom's sixty. Not that he looks it, which is insane. We'll yeah. talk about that later. But how how old is she now? She's in her seventies. Sixty four. 64. Okay, well, that's all right. That's all right. It's interesting, though, isn't it, when you think about it? Because they got, they, they got Val Kilmer back, who can't speak. Yes. Yeah. They, <laughs> they find a way to find a way to make it work for him. And, yeah, they can't bring back a woman who looks like she's 64 years old because she is 64 years old. In terms of the story, that relationship probably would have gone down the toilet based on the kind of guy he is. Yeah. There should have been some mention of it at least like uh yeah what happened to that old uh that big old wife of yours i've been not with her anymore that big, big old wife the big old you know that that old lady you uh <laughs> been knocking around with where's she well yeah th- I, they could have the only the only thing they could have said really without making mavic look like a like an a-hole is mm. say oh she uh she died she died well this is it i mean as you said they they did manage to get Val Kilmer involved and I thought that was a I'm glad he was in it and I thought the way they wrote his character in was sensitive yeah and you know and it really worked I thought the scene between the two of them had a real emotional resonance hmm. do you not think they could have done like a similar scene with Kelly McGillis <laughs> well she didn't talk but they they play it with the same sort of uh you know sensitivity yeah it's just like, I'm so sorry we're not a couple anymore yeah it's You're okay, I know, I know I'm all old now. <laughs> and maybe it's a deleted scene, I don't know. No, I'd love that. But, you know, we get that opening scene, which we were both very fond of. Yeah. It's a new plane, but it's the same Maverick. That is what I wanted the film First Man to be like. Yeah. I was really looking forward to that because Damien Chazelle, 
off a hot streak of whiplash in La La Land. Yeah. And who doesn't love Ryan Gosling? He's amazing. I know, right? So I was thinking, like, this film's going to be amazing. And it was really boring. A really boring film yeah. about what is really one of the most impressive stories in, in all of human history. Yeah. And they made it really boring. And all the action sequences were, were just dull as dishwater. Yeah. What I loved about this film it was it was exhilarating. Oh, it was. It was really exhilarating. And that's what that film should have been like. It was thrilling. From the outset. You get the dong, and the soundtrack kicks in. The soundtrack was, was great. brilliant. And you just, Tom Cruise's name on the screen. I get excited when I see his name. It's very difficult, isn't it? Because he is, by any account, a strange man. Yes. The very least you can say is he's strange. Yes. Probably not very nice man. From what I've heard, quite demanding, quite difficult mm. to work with. Then his his hit rate is pretty good. It is. I mean... He produces films like this. So is it okay to behave like that, Eamon? Does he get a pass? Well, this is the problem, isn't it? As, as soon as you, you make a judgment on, on a celebrity for bad behaviour, and say, mm. right, you're out of the celebrity game. Celebrities yeah. would cease to exist. And I've said this before. Yes. But they're all awful people. And they've done terrible, terrible things. Because they're willing to do the things that, that regular people aren't willing to do. Well, Tom Cruise certainly is. Yeah. So anyone who you like, who you like, and think is lovely and sweet, they're not. They're awful. Mm-mm. They're all awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even the Queen. Especially the Queen. Yeah. She's shooting corgis just to prove a point. Yeah. Thing is, Tom Cruise is sixty. Wow. And he's seemingly invincible. I'm wondering if all this hoo ha that he buys into, maybe it's real. I think there's something to it. Maybe he really is immortal. Oh my God. Wouldn't that be wild? I mean, where, what do you think it will be his cutoff? You can't, you can't do action movies at 70, right? He could. Do you reckon? Do you think he'll go until 70? I think he'll go till 170. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 170 or Tom Cruise will be dead and he'll still be turning out. Still be running around. Movies. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe. Do you like going fast, Damon? I think the fastest I've driven was when I thought I was going to miss a ferry in France. And um, I think because everything was in kilometres, it felt like you could drive faster than you probably could. Right. So, uh, gunned it, mate. Did you go faster than the ferry? Did you make it across the channel so fast? We'll tell you what happened is we, the ferry actually set off. Yeah. And, but we drove down oh, the yes. pier alongside it. And Sal was going like, what do you think you're doing? And I just went, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Yeah. Then I slammed down the accelerator as fast as I could. Did then, you do um, a, like a, a flip? A barrel roll. Barrel roll. <laughs> so you, the car flipped forward and landed. Uh, no, barrel roll is round the is side, it? side. Okay, so like that, James, you know, that yeah. classic James Bond stunt. On the, so that one. Yeah, I mean, I can keep on saying barrel roll, but it's up to you as to whether or not you will you will accept that as the terminology. What am I? Th- I'm thinking of a somersault. Yeah, I it's mean, it's barrel somersault. roll, Ben. It's barrel roll. When it spins around on the side, it's, it looks like a barrel. It's a barrel roll. <laughs> Still, like yeah. flip. end over end, barrel roll. <laughs> end over end, and then you just slam down. Oh, I landed amazing. inside I'm glad the. You made uh, it. Yeah. Yeah, sort of skidded to a halt. Looked at my wife. Yeah. It's just like, pretty neat, wasn't it? Yeah. Skidded to the halt. Opened the door as you skidded. Kids flew out. 
Yeah, that's right. Straight into the seat so they could enjoy the cafe. Yeah. Amy, I'm just going to interrupt. Okay. Um, we've got a new sponsor for the podcast. So I'll, I'll just uh, talk a little bit about them. Very exciting. Um, so can you whistle? Not very well. No, I can't either. Well, but we don't need to worry because uh, Dr. Kern Welton has come up with a solution. Now, most people think that whistling is all about your mouth, mm. but actually the sound comes from your lungs. Okay. And Dr. Kern Welton's Whistle Brace 2000 uh, helps you to achieve that clean whistling sound. You can buy the brace in all health stores, and then all you need to do is follow these six simple steps. Right. So uh, number one, you find a quiet room in your house where you won't be disturbed. Number two, you take off your shoes and socks. Uh, number three, you remove all the hair from your body. Yeah. Uh, number four, you clear your bowels with a saltwater flush or laxative. Uh, number five, you ascend to a height of 10,000 feet. And number six, you slip into the whistle brace. Mm. And after 48 hours, you'll be whistling like a kettle on a hob. So uh, that's, that's great, isn't it? Um, so if you go to Dr. Kern Welton's website, mm. that's... Uh, www.dkernw.com use the code toiletwhistle2022 mm. and you get 15% off your first order so just a quick recap there yeah so you have to shave all your body hair yeah and get to 5,000 feet 10,000 feet 10,000 feet yeah I feel like those are probably going to be the, the stumbling blocks for most people six but, simple steps that's all but I suppose there's only six steps do you want to be able to whistle or not? Yes, of course. Well, there you really? go. So okay. move on. Thank you. Sorry. Back to the talk. <laughs> <laughs> do you think if the bad country was named, do you think it would have added anything or taken away? It didn't matter, did it? It just would have meant that the film couldn't be sold to that country. That is almost certainly why, I'm guessing, they made that decision. Also, yeah. I like it because it lets you... Decide yourself who the bad guys are. Oh, right. Who, and so who was it, Eamon? Well, I, you see all the, the, the rugged landscape. Yeah. The snowy peaks. Yes. I assumed it was Scotland. Yeah, it could, or it could be the Welsh. I thought they were going on a bombing run to uh, get those bloody Celts. Yeah. And the, sort of the hand signals the masked pilots used at the mm. end. Tom Cruise didn't understand them. They could well be sort of sign language for... I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. And if you look, did you not? But I think a big clue was actually underneath their visors. They have big red bushy beards. They did. They did. Did you, did you see? You remember those, don't you? And their kilts flew up when their planes exploded. Did you see that? <laughs> they didn't use parachutes. They just kind of, their pilt went boop. And they just kind of floated down gently with their big I don't kilts. recognize your plane, by the way. <laughs> that was what the hand signal was. And Tom's like, what, what are they doing? What are they doing? I need to run. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. Well, who, who would you like them to um, be? And don't say the usual <laughs> things that you would usually say. Make make it so we can broadcast this. <laughs> Ooh, awkward. Really awkward. Um, let's go with... It's just the English. It's probably the English, isn't it? That's the, the safest thing you could have said. It was the, the white, uh, the white middle-class <laughs> English people yeah in their, their mountain retreat 100 percent, 100 percent. yeah with their paddle boards and their their samphire 
getting riddled with bullets. That's a great save there, Ben. Well done. Thank you very much. Excellent. Okay, good. So, Eamon, it's come mm -hmm. to that time. Mm -hmm. uh, we need to decide. Are we going to flush this film or fish mm -hmm. it out? Yeah. Uh, is it going to be flushed away like uh, the rogue state secret uranium enrichment plant? Very good. Or is it going to be fished out like Tom Cruise fishes rooster out of danger from that rogue state's airfield? Amazing. Old plane. If it was to be fished out, it would, by both of us, it would end up in the Tank of Glory, wouldn't mm, it? It would. Which indeed, is quite exciting. Yeah. Tank of Glory is when the most special films go, that, but we can only have five in there. So. Yeah. Okay, I'll go first then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would fish this out. I would fish it out real quick. I, mm -hmm. This is the most fun I've had in the cinema for a very long time. And I felt, I felt pumped after I came up. I drove home really fast. And that's how I know <laughs> I've had a good time. It was great. What about you? I love this film. I thought it was really yeah. exhilarating, really exciting. Mm-hmm. And uh, for that reason, I'm going to flush it <laughs> in the toilet. Yeah. No, I would. You know, I would uh, fish this out. That's a double fish. Really, actually, I kind of wanted to dislike it, but it was mm. very good. It was really slick. Much superior sequel. Mm. 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 So that means Top Gun Maverick is going in the tank of glory. Ooh. Now, in the tank of glory at the moment, we have Jackass Forever, The Frighteners, Midnight Run, mm. Brawl in Cellbot 99. And Point Break. Ooh. Now, two of these films are exempt from removal. Yeah. Because we let them have two rotations, yeah. don't we? Because otherwise, we'd always just pick the last one that went in. Mm. Which means that Jackass Forever and Point Break cannot mm. be removed. So it's between The Frighteners, Midnight Run, and Brawl and Cell Block 99. I mean, we, we made a rod for our own back, didn't we? Putting in Midnight Run. Because there's, I can think of maybe one film <laughs> that I like better than Midnight Run. Yeah. So it's going to be yeah. really difficult taking that bad boy out. It, it is. And Brawl in Cell Block just feels like so perfectly this podcast wheelhouse. It I does. feel like that film sums us up. If, we, if anyone looked at the Tank of Glory and saw that, they'd know what this is all about. And I, whilst I liked The Frighteners, yeah. I kind of felt like that was a, a pretty good film, where the others are really good films. I think so it's a pretty easy choice this week. It's a slam dunk, isn't it? All yeah. right, so Frighteners... Goodbye. Um, go to the afterlife. Don't come back as a ghost. And uh, Top Gun Maverick, you're going in the tank of glory. Yay. There we go. Really? Tanked. All right, yeah. this week's top five. Mm. Films set on planes. Yeah. We're going to guess each other's top five choices from that category. Yep. Uh, whoever gets the most right gets to pick next week's film. Whoever gets the most wrong uh, has to do a forfeit yeah. of our choosing. Eamon, you lost last week, so... Did. You can choose first. Okay. What's my first choice? Hmm. I'm going to say this is a duplicate. United 93. Yes, I did pick Yay. United 93. One of the most harrowing experiences I've ever had in cinema, mm. but a brilliant film. Absolutely hilarious ending. <laughs> yeah. As Mark Wahlberg said, if we'd been on that plane, <laughs> then we'd gone down like that. Um, that's, my, he, that's in my top three favourite things a celebrity has embarrassed themselves with ever. 
So I mean, I have to guess that the uh, you're a nice guy. That's number one. What's number two? The Will Smith slap. Yeah, Will Smith hey. straight straight into the top three because that was incredible. Keep my wife's name out of your blooming mouth, he said. Out of your mouth. Hey. Hey. Keep my wife's name out of your mouth. <laughs> um, my first guest then is also a duplicate. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Dunkirk. No, I didn't because I, I don't classify that as an airplane plane oh, film. Oh, wow. Because it's only a third of it is in an airplane, isn't it? But you, did, but there's a plane. There's lots of plane in it, and you like it, so that doesn't make sense. <laughs> this isn't right. This isn't right, Eamon. When you think about it, two thirds of that film is really set on the water. <laughs> Plus, mm. I just wanted to say, <laughs> we're going to Dunkirk, lad. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna die. <laughs> you're going to get hit in a scuffle and you're going to go blind and then you'll die. Do you want to come? <laughs> you want to die in Dunkirk, lad? You bang your head and then you'll there'll be a big hoo-ha. Lad will feel guilty for a little while. I believe Aaron didn't choose Dunkirk, so we can't do it. Okay. <laughs> Fine. Go on then. Move on. Yeah. Rude. Um... All right, I'm going to do another duplicate. Okay. Airplane. Yep. <laughs> Real funny. Yeah, it's funny. All right. Got to get this one. I'm going to say Top Gun Maverick, which would be a duplicate. Nope. Hang it. That's, that's, again, this is not right. Last week, you put the film that we talked about on your list. Yeah. And this week, you did not put the film that we both loved about planes on your list. Eamon, is, is that a rule? Is it that I I'm have going to... to speak to a judge? Yeah. The top five judge. <laughs> and I'm taking you to court. <laughs> so, fine. You've won. Yeah. But... But the, the, the thing last week was about terrible films. So was, and that was a particularly yep. bad film. Whereas this, mm-hmm. like, you know... And it's a particularly good film. Yeah. Listener. <laughs> I know, right? I know. Go on then, what's your stupid top five? Okay, so I had an airplane mm-hmm. and United 93. Yeah. Then I had the Aviator. Right. Which was uh, old Leo DiCaprio. Yeah. yeah. The original Flight of the Phoenix with James okay. Stewart, which is a brilliant film. Great twist yeah. if you've not seen it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Dam Busters. Yeah. I'm Bloody Patriot. Thought you'd have that as well, because you. Oh, I like old films. Oh, oh I like old films as English language still, <laughs> not not foreign. What? Uh, what did you have? Uh, I had Airplane, Dunkirk, which a lot of plane stuff. So, uh, United ninety three, Snakes on a Plane, and <laughs> Top Gun Maverick. I really like Snakes. I've on not the plane. seen it's it. Fun. I've not seen it. It's good. It's fun, fun film. Well, I mean, I think objectively, I have the better list. You have the most pretentious list. You have the the trying hard list. I have the just play with it. You know, just play with it. <laughs> list. <laughs> see, I don't think it's pretentious. I actually, I would say like something like Dam Busters. I'd say pretty much any man over sixty would probably have that in their top five films. Yeah, that's our target audience. Crowd pleaser, I would call that. <clears throat> Good. 
Uh, well, I don't know if you've right. seen this. Uh, it's an Iranian film about vampires. You know, it's so good. It actually is good. Yeah, the f***ing call to call <laughs> me out on the Dam Busters, Flight of the Phoenix, two classic films that everyone knows. What was it called, your your Iranian film about vampires? Uh, a Girl Walks Home Alone at Midnight. Yeah, I mean, who's not heard of that? Anyway, okay, what's my forfeit then? So your forfeit is... Uh, so you know how Tom Cruise steals playing about three times in this yeah. film and seemingly gets no comeuppance you have to steal playing perfect let's see what happens mm. all right and last week you had to do a forfeit which was i had to go back in time and kill your mom <laughs> do you remember oh dear oh dear 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 yes you did yeah so let's see how that played out so i've been tasked with going back in time to kill ben's mum. i sorted out the time travel bit that was easy don't worry about it so all I need to do is just press this button on this machine and I'll go back to 1981 and kill my best friend's mum. Hmm. I can't see any high-top trainers or faded jeans, but I can see men in frock coats and stovepipe hats. Ah, I see what I've done. I've gone back to 1819 instead of 1981. Well, I'll just change the dates on the machine and I'll be on my way. Okay, so the people are now wearing sackcloth and are all covered in mud. I've gone back to 1189. Oh, this stupid machine. Let me check the numbers. 1981. Okay, this time. Jesus Christ, now I'm in some weird wasteland. No buildings, loads of cavemen. Let's check the date. Yeah, of course, it's the year one. Alright, fuck this. If I kill the ugliest, most grotesque caveman, that's pretty much the same as killing Ben's mum. Here's one now. Oi, mate. <coughs> oh, God, you look horrific. Almost identical to Ben's mum. Look, sorry, mate. I lost a quiz in a podcast that no one listens to, and now I have to kill you. Think of it as a mercy. You don't even have costas here. Cheerio, Stig. And that's the story of how I went back in time and killed a caveman. What are we talking about next time? It's another, interestingly, it's another Joseph Kosinski film. Hmm. It's on Netflix. It's called Spiderhead. It stars Chris Hemsworth and star of Top Gun Maverick, Miles Teller. Miles Teller. So we've got Joseph Kosinski. We've got Miles hmm. Teller. Yeah. And we got we got old Chris. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, that looks interesting. Yeah, let's um, see how that goes. So we will draw some comparisons next time possibly yeah okay well thank you for listening please visit us on the social media platforms review us give us the time of day go on um and you will listen to us next time we won't see you will we no we might see you we might uh, Might see you we like uh medium-sized cats we do like snooping around and checking looking at our uh listeners whilst uh, they're going about their daily lives all right amen Yeah. Sign us off. Keep flushing.